Hello, and welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. Whether you are a member of our church family, either in person or online, or just checking us out for the first time, we believe that you belong here at New Hope Church, and we hope that this message speaks to you today. Don't forget to check us out online at newhopechurch.tv, and we'd love to connect with you on social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. All righty, welcome everybody at our 288 campus, our Friendswood campus, our Ivan campus, our Webster campus, and everyone who is joining us online. I got to ask the question, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, man, good. So glad that you're in church today. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to give you a special announcement that we have kind of broadcast uh, through social media and through an email. Uh, before I give you that special announcement, I just want to stop at the beginning here, and I want to... I want to thank everyone who prayed for my grandson, James. If, if you don't know, uh, James had a series of seizures, ended up in Texas Children's for 21 days, uh, most of that time in ICU, uh, 11, of, 11 of those days in ICU on a ventilator, and uh, no fun, no fun whatsoever. I don't have to tell some of you that because you've been there and done that and uh, been in even worse situations than that. But uh, anyway, uh, Jordan and Sarah are working with the specialists now to determine uh, the source and the triggers for those seizures. But in the meantime, uh, we're praying that God heals James and, and uh, heals him completely and uh, keeps him safe in the meantime. Uh, but even though we don't have all the answers yet, that won't let me stop from giving God praise today because today James is home. He's home. And uh, literally at home, I told him I would uh, blow him a kiss right now. Hey, buddy. So we will forever be thankful uh, to God for bringing him back to us and also thankful to you who prayed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. And um, also, I... Uh, some, something that's not often on my radar, but I, I want to say thank you to uh, the people at the Texas Medical Center. Um, I, I tell you, m most of us, when we get in situations like that, we want to get out of situations like that, right? I go into the Texas Medical Center. I can't wait until I get out of the Texas Medical Center. But um, I tell you what, some beautiful people there, and uh, a lot of those folks are in our church. Yeah. But uh, you think about it, those, those are situations with which I am uncomfortable. You, more than likely, a lot of you are uncomfortable down there and in those kinds of situations. But we got people in our church and people in our community who get up every day, put on their shoes, and, and go into the most difficult situations in people's lives just to help them. And so to all the doctors and nurses and, and those of you who are part of our church especially and uh, at the Texas Medical Center, Texas Children's Hospital, anywhere uh, that God has blessed you and you have picked up that uh, occupation and you help people with uh, the gifts that God has given you, I just want to say thank you. You guys are heroes. You're heroes. So I got, I got to keep moving here. So just let me say this. Thank you to those of you who prayed and keep on praying, please. All right. So love you guys so much. Now, before we get to the lesson for today, as has been advertised, we do have a special announcement to make uh, about our church and, and, uh, and it is a big one. It's a big one. So to get there, I want to go back, first of all, to January, cha uh, January chapter two. <laughs> 
<laughs> My mind has been gone lately, sorry. <laughs> January the 2nd, I'm on the stage, I'm preaching a sermon, and um, I'm talking about how God has blessed our church family, and, and I talk about a time in our church's history when we really stepped out in faith, and, and, uh, and God just showed up, and, and uh, I, I was giving that illustration, and if you don't remember, here's a picture of me talking about it right here, and so is that odd to have me next to me? And uh, so I'm preaching about it, and I even showed a picture of the, the building we were in back during that time period I was talking about, which was 22 acres west side of Pearland, and, and uh, how God blessed us there so much. That was January the 2nd. January the 3rd, I'm laying in bed, uh, 9.40 p.m. Yes, I go to bed early. You would too if you could. And I'm looking at available properties because we're always looking, always looking for where um, we might plant a new campus. And guess, 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 guess what building shows up on, the, on my phone? That building right there. And uh, so I immediately texted some folks and uh, our team went and toured it. Uh, we put down a cash offer. We paid for a thorough inspection. We got a, a list of uh, repairs that needed to be made. Then we got uh, people come in and gave us estimates for those repairs. We had some negotiations back and forth with the seller. Uh, but today I'm thrilled to tell you that that campus that once upon a time belonged to us belongs to us again and is now going to be our next New Hope Church campus. Isn't that amazing? I'll tell you, I, I am blown away by, by God's favor uh, on this church family. Guess what? Still debt-free. We're still debt-free, still debt-free. So it has been 16 years since we've been there, lots of uh, repairs and a whole bunch of renovations to bring it up to speed to be a New Hope Church campus. So if you can and you are able and you want to help out, uh, you can give to the fund that we have now started on our website for the renovation. Uh, you click on the giving tab on our website, you'll end up uh, here which gives you a list of uh, funds that you can give to. You may not be able to see that at your campus, but it says here, Pearland Campus Renovation. Pearland Campus, got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Pearland Campus, and um, all the money given through that tab will go to get that property updated uh, and turn it into a, a dynamic New Hope Church campus. And, and then our plan, Lord willing, is to have the grand opening for that campus right before the movie series in August. Can't you see that campus coming to life again? Now, there's been a lot of people moving to that area since we were there. Magnolia really opened up since then. And, and uh, so lots of folks that uh, this church uh, campus will be able to reach. And, and uh, I have included, for those of you who don't know where it is, I've included the, uh, the address on the digital listening guide today. So I'll, I'll put the number up in a little bit. But if you uh, download the digital listening guide, you'll see the address. You can click on the address. If you have a smartphone, click on the address and then go. But if you go, if you go, you got to promise me two things. Uh, one is that you'll, when, when you drive into the parking lot, that you'll say a prayer for the future of that campus. Will you do that if you go? Will you do that? Yes, yes, say a prayer. Uh, secondly, if you go and, and look at it, will you promise me that you'll remember that it's going to be renovated? Will you promise me that? <laughs> because it needs some work, man. It needs some work. But it's going to be 
totally painted again, everything, uh, parking lot redone, all the rooms, the kids' rooms brought up to speed, the technology installed, and it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your favor on this church family. Use us, Lord. Use us in your kingdom work. So exciting times ahead for our church family post-pandemic, and I'm ready to get to it, you know. So anyway, let's, let's do this. Let's finish up our series battle ready. Um, this is week seven, by the way, if you've not been keeping track, but we've been going through the list of armor items necessary in order to be battle ready, and I hope that this series has been helpful to you. And, and uh, I don't know if this pulls back the veil a little too far about your pastor, but uh, I can honestly say I now more fully understand what it means to be battle ready. And I'm not saying that just because of what we have studied. And by the way, thank you to the guys who stepped up and preached for us during this series. But uh, not just because of the teaching and because of the studying, but also because of what our family has been through and having to apply what I'm teaching real time has made this go down uh, deep into my heart and into my uh, soul and my being. But um, anyway, we're going to, today we're going to do this. We're going to pick up the final piece of armor that Paul mentions in the text. And what I want to do is one last time, I just want to read through this section of scripture because as I have stated, as I, when I preached in this series, I just want this to become very familiar to you. And I want this to become like the checklist uh, for you each day as you prepare for battle and you put on the full armor of God so that uh, you can remain standing no matter what the devil does to try to knock you down. So beginning of verse 10, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And I do have to stop. I'm, I'm going to try not to stop today, but just let me stop right here for just a second. Um, just, to, just to remind you, this is not about us getting strong in our own power. This is 100%, 100% about getting strong in God's strength, about letting God strengthen us. Because here's what I know and I have found out recently. Our own strength will fail. Our own strength, when the, when, when, when the battle is too tough, when the battle takes too long, our own strength will fail. But God's strength will never fail. And that's why we need to learn to operate in his power and not our own. And here's how we do that. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Meaning, this is a spiritual battle. Although you can sometimes feel it physically, like in your energy and, in, in, you know, your energy levels, like your uh, um, motivation, your attitude, you can, you can feel it. In, I, I have felt, I'm saying this out loud today because I have felt it like in my chest, like somebody's been standing on my chest and I could not get my breath. But it's a spiritual battle. And for a spiritual battle, we need spiritual armor. And guess what? The armor is available to us if we're followers of Jesus Christ, because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, he cleared the way for us through uh, his forgiveness of our sins, through our redemption. We now have access to God and God can give to us his strength, which is much needed in the battles that we face. And then verse 13, 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be, be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, here's the goal. We're going to what? We're going we're gonna to stand. That's the goal, that we remain standing. Even if we get hit 10,000 times, that when the dust clears, that we're still standing strong in our faith. And Let me say that again. Even if the dust doesn't clear, we're still standing strong in our faith. And that's... That's the first part, the first section, but then beginning verse 14, Paul begins to describe for us and list out the armor items that we need to put on in order to be battle ready. And this is the reason that there has been a guy named Denzel at your campus in the lobby. And I'm talking about the mannequins that are in the lobbies at our campuses because I wanted you to be able to see real time. Look at, look at the word, then look at what Paul was saying because Paul was a Roman prisoner at the time. More than likely, he could look right there and he could see a Roman soldier. And I wanted you to have that advantage as we put these things together and uh, dr get dressed in the full armor of the Lord. And here's a by the way for you. By the way, three of our Denzels have been spoken for by other churches and will be leaving after the services to go to other churches where they will be doing this similar series at their church in the Houston area. Isn't that cool? So it, as you exit today, you may want to just say goodbye, and, um, <laughs> which would be weird, but go ahead. Um, <clears throat> verse 14, this is where the armor items begin here. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. And that was a fun week. Verse uh, second part of verse 14, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. It's an important piece of armor, obviously, protecting your vital organs. Verse 15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Uh, verse 16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And then verse 17 Take up the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of salvation. That was last week and now this week. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, if you want to remain standing even after the battle is over, even when it gets tough, you have to take up the sword of the Spirit or the Word of God. Now, I know we always have new people join us each and every week. And if you're brand new, welcome. So glad you're here. I hope that you find a, a home here. Uh, but. Um, if you are brand new, I just want to bring you up to speed. Everything we teach at this church comes from the Bible, comes from God's Word, and that's, be, that's where we start and that's where we end. Uh, we don't start with the news because, because the news doesn't change anyone's life. We, we don't start with culture because culture has never saved a soul. Amen to that. We don't start with anyone's opinion, including my own. Uh, because opinions are a dime a dozen. How many of you would agree with that? A dime a dozen. Actually, I wouldn't even pay a dime. Uh, at this church, we start right here with the Word of God and, because that's where the truth is. And so when the Apostle Paul says, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, he's referring to something that all of us have access to. We all, we all have access, at least here in the United States, we have, have access to the Bible. And I want to show you something now that maybe you've never seen before but hopefully it'll, it'll be helpful to you today. In fact, that's why I'm showing it to you today because I want this to be helpful to you. Um, I'm not showing you something that maybe one of your friends doesn't know so that you can say, ha ha, I know something that you don't know. That's not why I teach you. That's not why uh, I do the study that I do. I'm showing you this today because it's helped me. 
And I believe with all my heart that it will help you today as well. In the Bible, the Bible, uh, New Testament, originally written in Greek, okay? In the Greek, there are two main words for the word, word. That makes sense. W-R-D. There are two words for word, for our English word, word. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble getting this across. So there are two, are you following me? There are two Greek words that are translated as word in English. And the first Greek word that I want to show you is this word right here, lagos. Lagos uh, is, is a, a Greek word for word. It's used approximately 316 times in the New Testament. I'm going to show you four examples. First of all, Jesus is teaching... <clears throat> He says this in Matthew 7. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words or logos of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Here's another example. Uh, and this one refers to Jesus himself as the word. The word, logos, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then here's another example. And this is over in the book of Acts when the church really started to take off because the message was spreading. It says, so the word or logos of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. And then one more example out of the 316 times, we're not going to read all 316 times, uh, but one more shows how effective God's word is for changing people's lives. This one's in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word or logos of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged, what? sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It uh, judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, which is kind of awesome. We're in, we're in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. and Ephesians chapter 6, it says, uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so in Ephesians, sword, word of God. Over here in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the word of God is alive and active. It's like sharper than a sword. So it's kind of comparing it to a sword here, just like in uh, Ephesians, which is awesome. Amen. Plot twist. I feel, I've, I feel like that would be more effective if when I said plot twist, there was like a sound effect. So I want you to help me at all of our campuses. Uh, uh, when I say plot twist, I, just, well, I want you to do this. Dun, dun, dun. Okay? <laughs> so let's just practice one time. Plot twist. Dun, dun, dun. Very good. Very good. Okay. So I'm going to ramp up to it, and then I'm going to say plot twist. And when I do, you do that. Okay? Wow, look. In Hebrews, it says the word is like a sword, and we're studying Ephesians, and it says the, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, it's is kind of like the, the same thing, but plot twist. Okay, now hopefully you'll remember. There we go. I need to use you guys for sound effects more often. That, that's awesome, but here's the deal. The plot twist is this. It's not the same word. It's another Greek word. So in Hebrews, it's lagos. Over in Ephesians, it's rhema. Rhema. Rhema is used approximately 67 times in the New Testament compared to 316 times for lagos. Here are three examples 
of the word rhema being used. This is John 6, 30, 63. Jesus says, the words are rhema that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Here's Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word or rhema of God. And then Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Simon, this is Simon Peter. Uh, he's talking to Jesus here. Simon Peter answered, Master, we've uh, toiled all night. We've caught nothing. That's because they've been fishing all night. Toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word or rhema, I will let down the net. Okay? Now, sometimes, sometimes the word rhema is hard to find in the English translations because it's not translated as word. This is an example right here. This is the English Standard Version. Here's the New International Version. Watch this. Boom. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so. Now I want you to pick up on something, okay? Let's go back and do the verses again. The words, rhema, that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word or rhema of God. In order to hear something, it has to be what? There you go. Uh, Simon answered, Master, we've told all night, we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net, or as is said in the NIV, because you say so. Because you say so. Now, hopefully I'm, I'm making some sense so far. If you do a word study yourself on logos and rhema, you're going to find out that there's bleed over in the way that they are used. In fact, logos has talked about being spoken at times. But understand this. Everything that's in the Bible was spoken before it was written down. Okay, so it was, it was spoken. So there's going to be that bleed over a little bit. But often, often rhema is used for the spoken word of God, which is why many people believe that lagos can refer to everything that God has said. Everything that God has said. The totality of what he has said. Everything that he has said that is now written down is in the book of Jude. We, we find the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints, that it's all here it's written down, so it's the entirety of God's Word. It's the written Word of God, whereas rhema is the spoken Word of God. Now, if that's true, then when Paul says this, when he, back to the armor now, when he says, pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word or rhema of God, he's not saying, quote the entire Bible at the devil. You know, just uh, start at the beginning. By the way, if you did that, it would take about 70, 75 hours without stopping to quote the entire Bible. That wouldn't hurt anything. If you, if you got that in you, you do that. But it would take a long time, maybe, before you got to a verse that was applicable to your situation. You with me? So, uh, uh, I don't think that when Paul says, pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God, that he's saying, uh, pick up your Bible and swing and see if you can hit the devil. Rhema is a reference to a specific part of the lagos that applies to your current battle. It's not necessarily the whole thing. This is all good. This is all good, okay? 
But it's not necessarily referring to the sword in this case, in, in Ephesians, is not referring to the entire Bible. It's referring to that section of Scripture that's going to help you in this battle that you're in right now. Take up the rhema of God. Now, let me explain it this way. Let's say uh, this, is, this is Lake Tahoe, which that's okay, just a pretty picture of a lake. And let's just say that this is Lake Lagos, okay? This is all that God has said. This is all that he has said, and it's beautiful, and it's glorious, and we need to know it, and we need to read it, and it would be good for us to study it and familiarize ourselves with it, okay? And it's all good, and it's all good, and I study all the time, but let me show you what Rhema is. This is Lagos. This is Rhema, okay? This is Rhema. Rhema is a specific word from the, from the Lagos. So this is from here, a specific word that speaks to your current situation, that helps you to stand strong in the battle that you're in. Now, this is a beautiful thing right here. It's beautiful, isn't it? And the Bible is beautiful, and every word is good, and we need to, we need to read it and know it. And it's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, I mean, some of you who've been in big-time battles will get behind me on this. There's nothing more beautiful than when you have a word out of the Lagos that speaks specifically to your situation and helps you to remain strong even though you're going through heck. I... Um, I can say it this way, and, and, and I'm all for the Bible. I, I study all the time. I'm in God's Word all the time, okay? And I'm not saying I know more than anybody else, not even close, but I'm saying I spend a lot of my time right here. But when you're going through a very difficult situation, you don't need to know about the Jewish customs and cleanliness laws. I'm speaking to Leviticus. Every, I read through my Bible. Uh, I'm always reading through my Bible. And uh, Leviticus, for instance, so every time I read through it, I get Leviticitis. <laughs> which means I want to skip large sections and keep on moving to the good stuff. You know what I mean? And nothing wrong with it. It's in there for a reason, but sometimes it just doesn't. When you're going through a specific battle, you need a specific word for your specific situation. That's what this is. That's what we're talking about right here. Uh, recently... I was having trouble, and um, I couldn't think. I couldn't think. And as I said, I spend a lot of my waking hours studying and writing so that I'll have something good, hopefully, to share with you and helpful. But I couldn't think. I couldn't think. And so the battle for me got to be overwhelming. Um, and I was, I was flailing a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I was flailing. But then good people spoke truth to me. And it's, it started uh, from a variety of different sources and came to me from a variety of different ways. But I'll, I'll just point out a few here. My youngest daughter on Instagram, she, uh, she put this post with Jordan throwing James up into the air. And uh, it's only like five seconds long. And it's still on my Instagram if you want to see it. But I mean, it hit me on a deep level. It hit me hard. But it's a worship song that we sing at church, and uh, the worship song's playing behind it as James goes up into the air and comes back down. And, but the key line in the song is, 
the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. And I was like, that's so beautiful. And it, it helped me somehow. It helped me down deep inside. It helped me. And, and then I slipped into church one week. We were staying at the hotel across from the uh, ICU so that we could see their window, you know, and encourage them because they couldn't come out because of COVID protocols and all that good stuff. And so we're just there to be an encouragement. And, and um, I slipped out of the hotel early one Sunday, came to church, and the, the band played the same song. The battle belongs to the Lord. I'm going to see a victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. And wow, you talk about getting to me. It got to me. And it just kept happening. And then sweet Kendall, who leads worship at our uh, Webster campus, though I don't know if he'd want me calling him sweet, but he is a <laughs> wonderful, he's a wonderful human being. So, so thoughtful. And this is him. And he sent us a video. He's walking around the Webster campus and he's singing this same song, but he's singing it as a prayer. And he puts James's name into the prayer. And, and I thought, you know, uh, I'm getting bombarded by this phrase. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. And here's how far gone my mind was. I knew it was in the Bible, but I didn't know where. And so I sat out on my computer in the hotel room. And I said, I got to find this. And I searched, and it's 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And here's what's funny, I guess, about this is I preached on it in August. <laughs> <laughs> And yet I couldn't bring it to mind. That shows you, you know, the condition of my head at that time. And, but if you don't remember the story, God's people led by King Jehoshaphat had three enemy armies combining together to form one massive army. They were on their way to annihilate God's people. It was an absolutely desperate situation. And so Jehoshaphat stood up before the people and he prayed a very honest prayer and this is what he says in verse 12 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So he's saying we don't, we don't have the resources. We don't have any good ideas. We, we, it's not going to work out well for us based on what we've got to work with here, Lord. Wow. And um, I didn't know it until I read that. I've prayed that prayer recently. So you got a guy here who's completely humbled before God. And after that prayer, a guy named Jehazel was empowered by God to speak God's word to the king. So the king prays this prayer, and then Jehazel speaks up. He says, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all you who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. In other words, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. He's got this. Check this out. Next verse. Tomorrow, march down against them. What? <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, I thought you had it, Lord. I thought you had it. No, you still got to show up. You still got to show up. God's got the battle. The battle belongs to him. But man, you, you still got to show up. You don't believe me? Verse 17. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. So they're going. They're going to the battle. And do this. Read it with me. 
Stand firm. Does that sound like Ephesians chapter 6 where we've been talking about the goal is that no matter what happens to us, no matter the battle we go through, that we're still standing in the faith? Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. In other words, God's got this. God's got this. But I need you to show up and be strong. God's got this. Maybe that's a word for somebody today. God's got this, but you still got to show up. You got to get your armor on. You got to stand strong. I, uh, I have learned something about myself, and that is that I'm a fixer. Anybody else want to confess that today? Fixers, fixers in the house? Okay. But I have been unable to fix this situation. But after being reminded again and again and again by good people around me, even to last week when I snuck in the back at church and uh, we had our communion time and sang just the chorus of the song, the battle belongs to the Lord over and over again. I'm like, I get it, God, I get it, God, I get it, I get it. For me, this passage of scripture, this thought became my rhema, my sword. What am I gonna do? Well, I can't fix things. I can't fix it. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna show up with armor on and I'm gonna trust God because the battle belongs to him and not me. Now, I'm not sure what your battle is. I'm not sure what rhema or what word from the Lagos God has for you that's going to apply to the battle that you're in. But I do know this. It's in here. It's in here. The rhema that God has for you is right here. The sword that God wants you to use is right here in these pages. And what we've done today is included in our digital listening guide are 20 or so verses that speak about the battle and the battle that God is fighting and the fact that God's going to fight that battle and the fact that you need to stand strong and 20 different verses about being in the battle and my hope is that as I look those up and included them today is that somebody in church could be helped like I've been helped and uh, so I would encourage you if you need some some stand strong scriptures, go through those, figure out which one speaks to your situation, which one gives you a little hope and a little bit of life, and then write it down on some postcards, memorize it if you need to, record yourself saying it, repeat it, say it, the spoken word of God, again and again and again. And, 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 and if it's not there, if, if yours is not there, then find it, find it, and you can search on some Bible app, or you can ask some good Christians in your life and just say, just flood me with some verses and help me because maybe at this point you can't think like I was having trouble thinking not too long ago. But then get that sword and never, ever, ever, ever give up. One more time. As Paul said, 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Love you guys. Would you stand with me? Okay, so today, big, big deal right here, big deal. If you don't know Jesus, you need to get to the front of the room today and make things right with God because he can forgive every sin on your record. He can make you clean again. He can help you to be reborn, spiritually reborn so that you can have access to the Father so that you can have the strength that God wants to give you and so that you can have heaven someday. But it all starts and it ends with Jesus. And if you've never made a commitment to him, today is your day of opportunity and don't let it pass you by. And in addition to that, if you need prayer, like if you're going through a battle today, man, get down and let us, get down to the front and let us pray for you before you leave this place today. Let's bow. God, thank you for your word. And thank you for good people around us who remind us of your word, Lord. And I have a feeling that there are some folks in the room who, who need a specific word from you, from, from your word, God, that will speak to their situation. I pray that they find it. Lead them to find it. And, and, and at the same time, God, I'm thinking that we probably have some people with us who have friends that they could share a verse with, Lord, like people shared with me, God, that would help that person and give them a sword to fight with, God, so that they could remain standing. Help us, help us, Lord, to share and to speak your word. Protect us as we wear your armor. Make us strong. Help us to stand. And I pray this all in your son's name and all the people said. God bless, guys. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, share it with friends and family, or let us know by tagging us at New Hope Church TV on social media. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.